Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Two, one, two, three, four. This morning, looking for my shoes. Look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? Friends, 
We do have a guest scheduled. Uh, she might be held up in traffic or anything, but we are going to have FPI unsolved. I just got that. Federal Paranormal Investigations. <gasps> Instead, FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigations, is FPI. Federal Paranormal Investigations. Get it? Am I the only one who just got it, or did you guys figure this out, like, weeks ago, and I'm just like, okay, I'm the only one on the show. I'm allowed to have these moments. It's written in our DNA. That's all right. It happens. That's okay. Sometimes worse law, and you have to take two, Francis. All right. Yeah, Francie, if there's, yeah, if there's just, a ghost, I actually, like Francie, um, we're, we're on uh, the uh, new Blu-ray for uh, Raina Young's uh, Halloween episode from last year and stuff, and she, like, investigated our house. Uh, who we have to call is not Ghostbusters, but we can threaten the SPI on her, on it, <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> I'll call the SPI on you. Yeah, there we go. Right, so if, if she's if she's tuning in, uh, we're gonna do a soft opening, and you know if just, she doesn't call in, I will tell you right now, FBI unsolved. You are which I sent you guys the link. We're number two, number two in popularity right now. Woohoo! Well, I just I, I just What's messaged FBI, so let's see. Yep. All right. Like a yeah, lots of people in that too. In that number two. Mm-hmm. Number two is great. It is. Yep. Well, you know, second place is the first loser. So you know, we it's gotta, like we gotta get we gotta it. get to number one right now. Um, which which is uh, PG and radio. They're 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 beating us right now, but. Congratulations to them. We salute you. You're awesome. Awesome job, guys. Well, that a fart. Did somebody just fart? No, it's no. a raspberry. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, it would have broken my phone if I did that. Say what? Yeah. It was a work of fart. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> yep. Whatever it was. Right, we, yeah. we, do, we do have some uh, big show announcements. William Brower, your girl. Yeah. Michelle Murray. Dude, I read her, like, synopsis, synopsis of her life. Oh, my gosh. What has she not done? I know. That, that's a million-dollar question. I mean, military hero, acting, she's, oh, my gosh. I I was reading her, and I'm like, why am I not her? Oh, yeah, because I'm not as strong as she. No, she's going to be an amazing guest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I was the Kool-Aid guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, no, Nick, you better not fall in love. All right. Uh, I already did. I'm kidding. She's like, 
with Michelle. Like a real life Wonder Woman. She <laughs> is a real life Wonder Woman. See, that that's the problem. Yeah, so you know. But I bet she's yeah. not cocky. I bet she's not cocky. She's gonna be like people are gonna look at her walking down the street and gonna be like, bitch. And she's gonna be like, Hey, <laughs> Yeah, even if she's doing the right, right? So a part of me is saying that she is very, like, chill and, like, not cocky at all. So I'm actually really looking forward to this show a lot. All right. And then John Vela. Tom. Woo-hoo. We we got a filmmaker friend of mine at... We do Motor City Nightmares every year, and I just thought, well, no, he's doing more and more stuff. He's acting more, and he's got uh, a film project that he's pushed out there called Cemetery Stories, and, well, he can toot his own horn, but there's, he's a good guy. You know, I think he'll be a fun guest and uh, and a great guest. He's done a lot of stuff, and he writes his stuff and everything, so... That's, that's the next guy. He's a good guy. Definitely looking forward to that also because I looked at his IMVD. He's very impressive, and he's got a great mustache. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's fun, yeah. Yeah, we're we're actually friends on Facebook now, so thank you for introducing cool. us. Yes. And, uh, oh, my gosh, Nick, your guy. Count Gore Duval on the 14th. Oh, cool. We're well, he, played he played Bozo the Clown in the Chicago what? when we were he, – he was Bo, – he doesn't want to talk about that, though. But he what was Bozo he the Clown in the Chicago morning that was spread across the world and – you had to. He invented pong, if you think about it. Little kids had to throw a little ping pong ball in a bucket to win prizes. Oh yeah. Yep. He invented pong. Okay, never mind. I I thought it was. A he's going to be great. I was yeah, after yeah. for a little while about it. He's he's really accessible, especially if you just tell him who you are and. <laughs> Etc. and stuff as a as a as a podcast slash radio show host and and you know I'm sure he would have said yes because uh, I, we've had some great my way of thinking about it was we've had some really great um, um, horror show hosts uh, in the past uh, Mr. Lobo has been with us several times so is Raina Young and then we had Elvira. And um, I'm sure we've had a couple of others forgot, but and I was thinking that because I see Gordeval on Facebook all the time and stuff, and I'm going, why don't you get him? He's he's really cool. Him and his rubber rubber chicken. So you know, I mean, um, and uh, he's he's been around for a long time on on television and everything too. He's got like forty, thirty, forty years or something of a career wow. with with. Being Gordeval and thing, so yeah, thinking of other kind of horror hosts like him to like you know add to the Francie and Friends family. So he's on the twenty fourth. Yep. 
Cool. Sweet. Very cool. Nice. So we got right. ourselves one, one heck of a lineup. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, I, I, I am talking to uh, FPI. Um, she was like, oh, is that tonight? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I sent her the uh, call-in number. Let's hope this is going to happen. Uh, but until then, we got show announcements. Cool. First of all, all right. the young man you heard at the beginning of the show that said Sunday night, late night radio, what fun. Tommy Habib to the rescue won the Tilly Awards. Cool. Woohoo! Yeah. Come on! Yay! No, that's that's a great yeah. thing. He's doing a great thing. He's uh, rescuing dogs. He's giving them for his. It, he's actually letting like dogs into his house. And you know, well, dogs are people too. You know. He's rescuing dogs. He's giving them their forever home. He's doing this great cause, and we're really proud of you, Tommy Habe, because you know you were with us on when to the rescue. Well, he already established it, but he was talking about it on our show, and he did say, "Hey, if you want to plug to the rescue, please plug the to the rescue." And congratulations to uh, to Tommy Habe for winning the Tilly Award. That is an award that states that people that are shooting television and videos doing good for the country. So congratulations. That's like Humanitarian of the Year Award. So That's very good. He's deserving. He he does deserve that. He he does deserve that. I mean, yep. he he goes into people's driveways, and there's a dog. He approaches the dog. You know, he's not afraid. He's like Caesar on steroids. He's like, I'm going to go get this dog, and we're going to get him a forever home. This dog might be aggressive, but I'm still going to get it. And he loads 300 dogs up on an airplane on his ticket. And he gets them forever homes, and he's not getting paid for that. He's he's doing that on his own check. So congratulations, Tommy Habib. Definitely award well established and flaunt that bitch because you earned it, dude. Seriously. Hey, I think we should pay tribute to some actors we lost this week, James Kahn. Larry Storch, L.Q. Jones, and the dude yeah. that was on The Sopranos. Larry Storch was 99. L.Q. Jones was like 93. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, James Conn, of course, was a, was a legend. Yeah. I met, I yeah. met James Conn. Cool. Oh, you did? I did. He is probably one of the nicest people ever that, like, celebrity-wise, that you could ever meet. 
um, the program, the movie, the program he was in. Okay. Um, they filmed it at the South Carolina Stadium. Gamecocks, woohoo, go cocks! But they filmed the football uh, games, and finally James Conn was going to be there. And when they won the game, a few fans got to rush the field. And I met him right before that shot when everybody was congratulating him. And we're going, oh, yay, 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 you won. And I, James Conn actually signed an autograph for me. Ooh. And I lost it. Wow. I lost it in yeah. the stadium. Oh, and, damn it. Uh, that That's off. what I said. And then they were rushing him out of the stadium. And I said, James, James, I lost the autograph. I lost the autograph. Can I have another one? And they were trying to rush him out because that was part of the movie. And he actually said, stop. And he looked at me and he said, you lost my autograph. And I said, I'm so sorry. Can I have another one? It fell out of my pocket. And he goes, you flushed it down the toilet, didn't you? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> He's actually stopping production to talk to me. And I said, no, I swear, it's my pocket. And he goes, let's get her another one. And he was trying to sign uh, uh, again his autograph for me and on my back. And he's like, I'm holding it. And then this other guy that was, you know, trying to get his autograph was, I got a piece of hard cover and he signed it again. True story. James Kahn stopped. I don't know why. I mean, he signed a lot of autographs, and I was like, yeah, I lost your autograph. It's in the stand somewhere. I'm so sorry. And he stopped. He stopped everybody. He's like, I got to get her another autograph. I don't know why, but he was like probably the nicest guy that you would ever meet to say, you signed me an autograph. Can I have another one? And Everybody he said says yes. that he was a great actor, but I think he conned us all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, actually, that uh, uh, he was the original choice for, um, it was going to be called Star Trek II, The Wrath of James Conn. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay, that, 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 was, that was a that terrible was, laugh. Was funny. <laughs> uh, talking about Larry George. Um. I didn't. I know he did like you know Corporal Agar, and he did some other roles and stuff. But I never knew he did like some of the cartoon voices, like for Tennessee Tuxedo. And he, I know he, I remember as a kid he had the show called Ghostbusters with Forrest Tucker, with Spencer Tracy and Kong. It was a half hour oh. kid show on Saturdays. But he yeah, did yeah, I grew like up with that. Ghoulies. He did like voices for the Groovy Ghoulies with Sabrina, the Teenage Witch cartoon, I and did not that know kind that. of thing. Wow. I didn't know that yeah. either until this this year. Wow. And I mean wow. he did a lot of cartoon voices, Cool Cat and others and it's like wow, you know shit, I knew he acted in some comedies and stuff and you know and you know, F Troop, I remember watching F Troop with my dad in the sixties, so I was like you know You 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 but, know what really sucks is with the program when I, I the first movie theater I worked at, they just closed. I had the misery original movie poster. Imagine if I got James Conn to sign that. Sign that. 
Yeah. There's probably a few out there floating out there. So, you know. Yeah. What's funny is he got older. It seems like he played more menacing guys. You know, like in uh, um, Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, those kind of films. Yeah. Yeah, Misery. Misery Misery was one of his highlights. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I had that misery photo. If I was able to walk into the Carolina Gamecock studio and thinking, if I could get James Conn to sign this movie poster. You might have to look on eBay now, Franzi. (laughs) Oh, I would hate to look on eBay to see how much that would have been worth if I had James Conn sign that movie poster. But But, but of course... I was totally, literally, I was totally shocked at the fact that he he stopped when they were trying to rush him off the field because he was the biggest star of the program. I mean, Kubiak, Eat Now from Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, and all of them. It was James Caan who made the appearance, and they they tried to rush him off the field because a lot of people were chasing him, and I got to meet him before the mayhem, and... And I lost his autograph, and he joking with me, oh, you flushed it down the toilet. No, it was my pocket. And he stopped every. And I promised James Conn in heaven I never flushed your autograph. And I left it in never. South Carolina. If, if ever he was terrible in anything that he did, that would be a James Conn tradition. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm seeing. But I'm being. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that that. Girl, <laughs> that girl I, I, I will definitely say that James Bond is, without a doubt, the uh, most famous person I ever met, and also the nicest person I ever met. Well, yeah, remember you know, in the mid '80s where he came out with James Condon? Yeah. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, briefly. Well, hold, hold on a sec, Francie. Yeah, I thought, here, I thought Nick was the nicest person you ever met. But, okay, I guess that's, I was mistaken. See, that's, what I was, that's what I was saying. Besides Nick and Tom and William, James Conn would have to be the most uh, nicest celebrity I've ever met. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very oh, much. And, yeah, and LQ hey. Jones, he was in a lot of Peck and Paw movies, like The Wild Bunch and Ride the High Country, and seemed like he played every cowboy movie there was because he had that kind of hang him high. He, I mean, he played good and bad and everything in between. Yeah. I think one of the nicest celebrities I ever met was Karen Black. Because I um, shared a cigarette with her, and we talked for a little bit, and there was nobody else around, just me and her. I said, oh, hi, Karen. Hey, can I uh, I bum a cigarette off? You know, well, we can share this. I said, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. And and it was just, you know, just how's the weather, (laughs) you know, and stuff. I didn't ask her about her movies. I just, you know, just. And and that was really cool. 
That's one cool moment. I've met many celebrities. That was just like something like, uh, you know, just want to share a cigarette. (laughs) I think there's a few that don't take themselves too seriously. For me, it'd be Ben Wallace or William Forsythe. They're just good people and are, you know, they come up and say hi to you at conventions and stuff. And, you know, especially the ones that play the psychopaths and murderers. I seem like they're the best, funnest, friendliest, easiest uh, oh, yeah. approach. You know? Yeah, I, I, I know. Um, I remember when one time I was at um, one of our local conventions and uh, Michael Berryman was the guest and I showed up early, so they were still doing all the prep work and uh, haven't even opened publicly. And you know, he came in and you know, sat down next to me. He's like, "Oh, hey, I, I, by the way, I just bought the shirt off uh, one of the vendors because uh, you know it's got one of my movies on it, but uh, I couldn't see if there's anything on the back. But what do you think? Uh, you know, this actually fits pretty good on me. You know, considering I'm, I'm you know, kind of lengthy and such. By the way, what are you doing? What do you do for a living? And uh, so he just started talking for like 20 minutes about everything under the sun. So, uh, you know, I was just like, wow, okay, this is cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love, no. You know, when we went to the Comic-Con, and remember, uh, Nick, you were an invited guest at the Comic-Con to do a uh, press show. And they told us, and we did the show Quietly, because <laughs> uh, Joe, what? It, yeah, it was Joe Flynn, and uh, who who was the guy, Nick? Uh, your guy, and we waited in line for him. And I was like, seriously, we're waiting in line, and we're live on Francie and Friends right now. And we we got to his table, and they were like, oh yeah, go go talk to him. And then he was like, everybody say hello to Joe Flynn. And like, who was that? Well, I completely forgot. He was in the Masters of the, the Universe. The Universe. Franklin of- Jello? Franklin Jello? Huh? No, it wasn't anybody from Masters of the Universe. Dolph Lundgren? No, nobody from Masters of the... I was in Masters of the Universe. Hmm. Nobody no, was no, in Masters of the Universe. The guy that was saving the... It's a recent. The Rock was in it as the tree. As the tree? I think he tree? was a raccoon. Oh, oh you're talking a, about the creative hell boy. Mike Mignola. Mike yeah, Mignola. Yeah, we waited in line. And we were like, hey, you know, we're... We're a little show. We're broadcasting live, and they were like, "Oh yeah, go talk to him." And he like grabbed the phone out of my hand, and he's like, "Who am I talking to?" And Bill was like, uh, "Are you sure that was him?" He's on. He's on your wall. The guy. The two guys are sitting on the couch. On my wall. That's not Mike Mignola, then. Um. Guys. Oh, oh, the, um, oh, you're talking about, um, I have, um, oh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, uh, did, did, um, oh, did, did, darn it, yeah, yeah, he did grab the phone, yeah, 
yeah, I remember everything as if it was only yesterday. Yeah, as Michael like said, um, it, um, um, I'm, was... I'm looking at it. Michael Rooker. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's Michael guy. Rooker. He's cool. Yeah, he's groovy. Yeah, and he, like, grabbed the phone. He's like, wait, are you saying we're live on the air right now? And I said, yes, and I was intimidated because we were not supposed to be broadcasting live at the Comic-Con. And he's like, so we're live on the air right now? And I said, yes. And he goes, who are we talking to? And I said, Joe Flynn's on the air. He's like, hey, everybody who's waiting in line for him. He paused for us. He's like, say hello to Joe Flynn. And everybody's like, woo! You know, and he interviewed us. And right next to him was Luke Frignall, who, like, he couldn't hear um, because he had a speaker. Why they would put Luke Frignall's booth underneath a speaker that was playing loud music because, you know, Luke Frignall. Luke Frignall, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah they, put they put him right underneath the speaker, and Lou Frignall was trying to, like, talk to Joe, and he couldn't hear because there was a speaker playing over him because Lou Frignall is hard of hearing. So yeah, he's can, trying yeah. to, So he's trying to do this, and Lou Frignall was like, here's my number, call me. And I'll give you my number. I was like, no, Lou, Lou, you cannot give your phone number over the air. We're live now. We can, you will give your phone number out to the world. He's like, oh, but he was even trying to like do a very awesome interview with us. And then you got somebody like Ralph Macchio. Who has no line at his booth. And it's like, can I just talk to him? It's for, we're, we're broadcasting live. He turns his head away from us and it's like, come on, let him say hi. Give us 20 bucks, he'll say hi. Nah, we're going to walk over. We're, we're, we're going to go. That's what it was. Lou Frignall was next door to Ralph Macchio. That's what it was. Uh, Lou Frick, uh, Ralph Macho turned his head at us and was like, I don't know you, security. So I was like, okay, Ralph Macho don't want to say hi. We'll go to Lou Frignall. Hey! You know, hey. That, that, that's kind of cool, you know? Celebrities. Yep. Sorry, Ralph Macho, you're probably going to sue me after this. <laughs> William and the Tom had of, nothing to do with Who is Francie and Friends? Yeah, the, the opinions uh, of Francie and Friends do not reflect the uh, show sponsor. The opinions of Francie and Friends do not reflect those of Tom and William. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, but that, that just goes to show, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. That was a fun time, though, at that, that, that place, too. We, we even met Spider-Man and stuff. That that was really neat. Yeah. I forgot if I had a table there, but I uh, wasn't that – I 
Yeah, I was a part of that convention because I was invited to be on a panel had to do with H.P. Lovecraft. With Mars. Wasn't that? Yeah, with Mars Underworld. With Mars. Yeah, Mars yeah, Homeworld. Yeah, Mars. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we got a free pass, and it's like, hey, can we do a live show? No. <laughs> no, we yeah, that don't know. Really, well, I think Charlie was there, too. He was. Yeah, that's true. That's groovy. Yeah, so, so that, memories, that was actually... like the corners of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then not the, the, the guy that, uh, oh, dang it, I don't want to drop any more names because I had a horrible time with the other one. The guy that was um, the silver-haired guy, he he was, I can't oh, remember he was the movie. That movie. He's in that movie with that movie where people stab yeah. people. Where people stab people. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have seen that, that one. Wasn't that on Disney? Mike, Mike. I don't remember his last name, though. Mike. Myers? Myers. Myers. I knew you were going to say Myers. But we just, we just left him. And right before he went to his Q&A, they said, if you would have asked us, Ten seconds later, yes, you would have him. And we got him when he was actually, like, on top of the speaker saying, hey, I'm about to leave. They remade the movie. Come on, help me out here. Uh, uh, um, Chris? No idea. What was it about? Yeah. They they were oh, now that I think about it, um well there were a couple of teenagers going into the woods and um they were gonna get stabbed. Friday the thirteenth? No, they were going to a campsite. Cabin by the lake? Cabin in the woods? Cannibal Holocaust. Cabin in the woods. That that sounds right, Nick. Cabin in the woods sounds right. No, cabin in the woods was water, right? The water was bad. Um, not no, I think sure. That was, uh, I cabin that. Cabin oh, fever. Oh, it was. Oh, it was cabin fever. Cabin. He. Hmm. He was in a lot of movies. Creep show. <sighs> No, not creep show. Uh, okay. Creep show in the woods. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm googling. Cabinet fever. They did the remake in 2010, and everybody's what, like, oh, "Oh my god, my mind is just blown." Last house on the left. Massacre? Evil Dead. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Good movie. The stuff? Um, Nick, remember we were at the convention and it was like, he was like standing up and I had the phone on and everybody was like, oh, please tell me you're going to talk to him at Walmart. And yes. At Walmart. And And then there were people there. And and 
you know, they, they, they were all standing in line. Yes, there were people standing in line, and I had the front row seat, and never mind. Tom, you got a new book coming out. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, looking forward to it. Congratulations, man. Thanks. I got Motor City Nightmares and just done there, well, it's three weeks from this weekend, so, you know, hopefully you can get it in time, and I'm sharing a table with another filmmaker who's kind of the modern-day Russ Meyer of filmmaking. He's from Ohio. And his movie, uh, his pictures is called Rack Pictures, obviously, for Rack. You know, if you know anything about Russ Meyer and the women he had in his films, well, it kind of fits. This is the modern-day equivalent. (laughs) So I want to see about him if he wants to come on the show, too, when we're chair at a table. No, Russ Meyer. Pardon? Russ Meyer? No, he's dead, but this guy wants to yeah. be like him. <laughs> I thought, I, you know. I kind of like, um, didn't, I heard half and I thought you said that you were sharing a table with Russ Meyer. And <laughs> no, he's kind of the modern yeah. person. He's got this film okay. company called Rack. His film company is called Rack Pictures, so you get the idea of how he, you know, yeah. what he's interested in, told me. I, I, I would say if it's Russ Meyer, he's going to have a one-sided conversation the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Tom, what's the name Yo. of your uh, book that's coming out um, this week? In Rod We Trust, too. Yes. Yo-o. Awesome. So it's kind of like also, you know, so, yeah, I'm excited and, you know, I think it gets me away from just the horror genre, which is kind of nice. I mean, it kind of gets you, kind of tests you and lets you uh, not be, I guess, so I don't want to say knock it because I love horror, but sometimes you kind of think, well, I'd like to branch out and try this and this and you know, kind of give them a little bit of a smorgasbord of different, you know, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, you know, you know, a nice mix, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get a little formulaic with horror because you got to get the monster and everything, but sometimes it's just, you know, people or, and it, gives, it lets me experiment with different styles of writing, whether first person, third person, or descriptive or all verbal or all description, you know, just kind of, you know, like Nick said, yeah, I have that uh, um, overwhelming urge to, you know, that I have to write, and it's just kind of, it's nice to try to, okay, let's see, can I do this? Can I test my boundaries? Can I experiment a bit? You know, let me try something a little bit different, you know. So that's what I hope this, you know, this book series accomplishes, you know. It's like, oh, hey, different styles of stories and ranges and, you know. So I think that's why I'm excited. Just like, just like the Twilight Zone itself was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. You know, hopefully Rod up there in heaven is smiling down and saying, hey, yeah, uh, that's all right, Tom. You're, thanks for the tribute, you know. I mean, I could never be him because, you know, 
if I could be a fraction of him, that'd be great. But I just think, you know, I just think of all the, how powerful some of his segments were. Like, I'm always drawn to this episode called Death's Head Revisited and how he basically, in the last closing monologue, he kind of encapsulated the whole Holocaust in a paragraph in the last closing monologue. And I just thought, oh, man, that's powerful. That's deep. You know, just how he just could, you know, make the ordinary strange and the strange ordinary, I guess, you know. And how people react to it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, that, that's the genius of uh, creativity just in general, too. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, you know, look, look at look at uh, look, look at how many other authors and writers that he uh, you know, he helped to usher and even mentor over the years. Um, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, let, 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 let's we forget, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg working on uh, Night Gallery with uh, Joan Crawford, yeah. no less. Oh yeah, I mean that's you know that yeah, I mean yeah, I mean his, I think his influence is still felt today and. Probably more than you know he might have realized initially. Definitely, you know, just because I mean he stuck on themes like, you know, I, I try not to get political, but he did stick on themes of like racism and prejudice and war and peace and love and hate and you know just basic human elemental themes and and how you know how we react to them and how some things are right and some things are wrong and. You know, I just, you know, and all, there's always that sense of irony and the twist ending, you know, so that kind of. Yeah, there's always a sense of morality to yeah. an extent, like a I universal mean, morality to mm-hmm. the whole thing that we all yeah. can understand and relate to as far as right and wrong and, and stuff, especially back then. I mean, they could make it woke nowadays and do all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. things now, but back in the days of the original Twilight Zone, even the Twilight Zone of the 80s, um, yeah. uh, uh, still there, there was like a, there, there was like a, a, a twist ending or something that you'd learn from or, or something that, but had a, a lot of it had to do with like an ethical standard or a morality twist or something that, you know, like, um, like a warning or a uh, metaphor. Terrible. Um, something that we can learn from. Somebody say Joe. Yeah, heads over. Yeah. You know, it was, like, you know, it was almost sermon-like, but not preachy. It was like this stuff was timeless because it still can go today. And you yeah. Know, another one I no, liked no. was the obsolete man, where you know a librarian was considered obsolete by a, and he had a trick up his sleeve to show the. Chancellor, you know, it's just kind of—I don't know—I just always kind of was drawn to that. Even, I mean, I was—I was—I'm old enough to remember it was still on when I was a kid. It didn't go up till '64 originally as the original thing, and I was like, my parents watch it, so I was watching it with them. And I still say the scariest episode I've ever seen of that show was the Dummy with Cliff Robertson being the red real quick. Oh that yeah, scared the hell out of me. That was like, ooh, that was creepy. It's so creepy. And of course, Talking Tina too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, a lot of classic no. stuff, you know. Lest we forget, um, 
Yeah, and come to think of it, it would be really cool if, uh, like uh, you, you, Tom, of course, with the Twilight Zone stuff that you have, um, it would be really great to have, like, you know what? I just thought of, I had an epiphany. Uh, because um, when I was growing up, I loved the Twilight Zone whenever it was on TV. I mean, it was, you know, and, and stuff. Now we can watch it whenever we want to. Pretty much, mm-hmm. um, uh, but um, maybe I might do like a an anthology based on the Outer Limits, which Ooh, was cool. fantastic in its oh, day. Oh well, that, that that that's my other show that's up there. The first two yes, TV series I bought on DVD were The Twilight Zone and Outer Limits. That was, I might that, do that an that Outer. Was I'm show. sure that it's been done before, but. Uh, that that was my other one that I grew up with that I loved too, and in some ways I almost kind of preferred Outer Limits. It was more science fictiony overall mm-hmm. than Twilight Zone, but um, I, I, I mean I had nightmares over some of the Outer Limits shows, mm-hmm. uh, and, oh. and uh, yeah, yeah, I might do something like that because Outer cool. Limits is a bomb as well. Well, well, Nick, yeah. I love that show too. That's the other show that I got up there with that show. Well, well, Nick, I I can I can see the perfect intro to that anthology. If you really want to, if you really want to go for the spirit of it all, I I think it'd be fun if you opened it like this and just said, "Do not adjust your Kindle screen. We are in control now. For the next 164 <laughs> pages, we will be controlling the suspense, the chapters, the characters." <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I like that. something like that. That something would like be, that'd cool. be cool. You know, yeah, you know, bring, bring it into the spirit of things. So, and then uh, now, Tom, for you, yeah, do you have any dark colored suits? Yep. Good. I do. Good. I so have a dark colored suit and a, and a black and white Twilight Zone tie. Well, in that case, go for the dark-colored suit. Then when you go to Motor City Nightmares, you know, if oh, anybody asks thing. you, well, if anybody asks you about the new book, I dare you to pull off your best selling and be like, imagine, if you will, a 60-year-old man devoted his life to the writing styles of Roderick Serling. Well, that's exactly what you can expect with my book right here. Probably uh, 19.95 plus an additional five dollars for the autograph, and another twenty for a photograph. <laughs> yeah, I might be pricing myself out of existence then, William. No, but I have worn a black suit before with a tie on the opening night on Friday night because it's like from 4:30 to 10. So I have done that with the tie. I might do that again. I like that idea. Okay. It just gets warm in there setting up and everything. Well, I'd go set up early and then come home, change my clothes, and then go. But, yeah, that's I like that idea. But, well, thank you. But, Nick, I like your Outer Limits idea because I've always thought, like, some of my favorite episodes are, like, the Galaxy Being and the Xanti Misfits. and I mean, they had kind of morality thing to their Outer Limits, too, only with science fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sure, and even Night Gallery, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, they all had like a morality type of you know things and 
stuff where people get their just desserts at the end and, you know, and stuff, or, or you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, in conversation, uh, last ten minutes or so, uh, about your Twilight Zone stuff. And, uh, and, and, yes, it's about a week late, but the sequel to your Twilight Zone collection of stories is coming out. And it should come out this week. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm almost finished with the cover, and I cool. just have to wrap up some things with the interior that's been bugging me. And a lot of it, a lot of stuff has been happening this week, too. So, but it's coming well, together, as well as other black bedsheet books that are probably going to come out in in a in a very quick sequence, at, just right after yours. Well, uh, by the end of the month, I should have published like four new books. So yours is going to be the first of the, you know, of this like, you know, huge like uh, eruption Crazy of, world of, of, of black red cheap books. Yeah, exactly, Mundo. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, um, yeah, because um, uh, outer limits, man. You know, um, so. Yeah, something along those lines. I'm going to work on that. Also, speaking of, you know, Black Bedsheet Book stuff, one of the things that's going to be coming out within the next few weeks is A Scream in the Night, Part 2, our second women's anthology, edited by Raina Young. So we're coming out with that as well. So much to do and so many things going on all of a sudden. Yeah. Despite, we'll like, another thing, in the night. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but what else is new yeah. <laughs> over the years? Though. Black oh, Bedsheet Books is always known for over, overcoming adversity and publishing things in spite of, and uh, in doing a, a fairly decent job, I hope so, over the years. Awesome. You know, I mean, that, that's the way uh, to do it. It's just one word and not I, one. I was waiting for the sauce. Who well, said it first? See, the, see Nick said it first. I, I intentionally held back to see who was going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like to kind of think that I'm reasonably intelligent, even though I do stupid things every day. But um, at the same time, I... I Realize that uh, Black Fetched Books is not a corporation where we have meetings with people that are stock investors, and so it's just me running it. So inherently, if I have personal problems, then it, it, it you know, you, you could tell by production, by things. And but um, since 2008, this um, this uh, this uh, train has been going down the tracks, and it hasn't stopped. For nothing, and so um, we've uh, <laughs> to this day. Um, and there's a lot of crazier stuff that went on back in the past, even probably than even now. Um, I just oh, got to get a, loose, a few loose ends, uh, like with child support it's and stuff taken care of. And I think it's it's almost smooth sailing after that. Gee, I can't even imagine life without child support. So figuring yeah. that out, and and before summer ends. So uh, and then um, we're going to be probably getting a little bit of revenue for advertising too. So um, uh, I mean, things can happen very quickly within the next couple of months. So cool. and in the meantime, I'm pumping out books. So you know, so, and we keep going on, moving on, 
onwards and upwards, higher and higher. Indeed. Speaking of uh, getting something, I'm going to send Tom and William some honest Amish bath soap this Christmas. Awesome sauce. And I'm going to use... (laughs) They have to wait all the way to Christmas to get it. You should send it to them for Halloween, which is the greatest holiday of the year. Okay, okay. I will trick-or-treat you guys. You're going to think you're going to get candy, and it's going to be a bar of soap. Okay, so (laughs) we make sure we don't eat the soap. I got that. Don't eat the soap. And you like one of those commercials uh, for uh, Uber Eats where they're eating tape? Yeah, Mm -hmm. don't don't eat the soap. The Uber Eats commercial. They're going, oh, it's not just edible stuff anymore, but isn't it supposed to be? Let's try this scotch tape. Yeah, I've seen Anybody it. Anybody dumb up? Yeah, it's you, a Darwin Award candidate. You know what's going to happen, though, is I'm going to use the Talking Beard special code, and I'm going to get a discount. Yeah, I'm discounting your soap. Because I'm going to okay. use the Talking Beards promo code. Isn't and I'm that cheating? You could just use uh, your own promo code to get the... Why don't you just contact him directly? I'm sure that he'll, like, give you a couple... Or your co-host, Francie. No, because I want to pay him because he's working his ass off. Oh, that's true. So, so maybe you can, like, uh, buy him from him direct and... He'll give you a little discount, and you could buy more. You could buy more for us. <laughs> Nick loves the soap. <laughs> Nick loves the soap. Yay! No, but there's no beards in it. It's four beards, but there's no beards in it, and they don't talk, so I don't get. I don't get it. Talking Beards is a uh, a, a live brought, uh, live show that he does, and I love watching the Talking Beards. Aaron D. Johnston, dude, you're living your dream, man. We when we yep. when we first talked to you, you were like starting your dream, and you're living your dream, dude. So proud of you. Yep. Yeah, and. We don't know how you did it. I mean, whatever your secret is, keep going. You're you're doing great. And please let us know. <laughs> yeah. Keep us in the loop. Francie, Francie, what's the um, uh, to let the listeners know what what happened with the uh, Discovery Channel lady? Um, I did, uh, I, I did say we're live now and I tagged her and she said, is this tonight? And I replied and I gave her the phone number and I did say, are you going to call in? She's no longer active on Facebook. Yeah. So I think. Wondering. (laughs) Yeah. But do you want so to, I, to come I, back on and try on the 31st? No, I think we should get that bro, the the dancer that you were talking about, the bro less Yeah, dancer. she's booked. She's booked until the first week of August. So, all right, right we'll I want to somebody, check with you when. We'll get somebody for the 31st, and uh, 
I don't think I want to read this one because okay. she was talking to me while we were live on the air, and I said call in, and she did not call in. So I don't, I don't think I want to rebook this one. I'm sorry, guys. Well, that's fine. I can yeah, try to get Miss Holly like, okay. later. Uh, um, so we're booked all the way to the. Basically, we have the first weekend in August filled, right? So yep. We we got the first weekend yeah. in August, and we got July 31st, which I did not know there was a fifth Sunday this month. But yeah, we got we got the thirty first and the first weekend in August. Um, yeah, I I don't think uh, we should book this one again because she was talking to me on Facebook and uh, she did not call in. Not a, not a. Yeah, and not, not a. again, <laughs> not again. Yeah, you know. I'll check on Miss Holly guys, for the. Rest of August, other than the first weekend. Take, yeah, so we'll we'll rebook. You know, I if think she has we a did show on the Discovery Channel. Why would she get cold feet? Mm-hmm. Can't imagine. Well, who knows? I mean, it it, it happens to people sometimes. So, mm-hmm. well, to to respond to my post on Facebook, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to talk bad about her. I mean, that's not what we're here for. I think we still did a good show. I think that we were able to recuperate from it. You know? Yep. So let's, you know. That's because we're a fun bunch of people. We got next week. Oh, my gosh. We 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 got Michelle next week. Yep. Cool. It'll be fun. Yep. And she's not going to let us down, so that's the way we roll, you know? Okay, somebody didn't yep. show up. Who cares? You know? Exactly. But to say, yeah, no no hard feelings, you know? Um, you know, it's okay. We're not mad. Don't yeah, unfriend I us on I, Facebook. I just wanted the opportunity to sing to her about... Um, you and I, we were, no, we were nothing but mammals. So let's do it like we do on the Discovery Channel because it's a Discovery Channel thing. And, and I think of the Discovery Channel, I think of that song for some reason. Before that song, when I thought of the Discovery Channel, I just thought of animals. But ever and since that song came out on the radio, like, oh my gosh, maybe you know, I can't. You are going to sing that song to her, and she said no, no. Yeah, but Why would you known sing that to another woman? Why would you sing that to another woman? But I was just quoting a song written by somebody. Else. No, you said you Quick, and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it. Like, why would you? Sing? You don't even sing that song to me. Quick, Tom, oh, grab, grab your you know what's I going on right now on the planet Woo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, Vic? Yeah. No, oh, well, there's the uh, uh, there's no fighting the gerbils. I, I, I told Francie the other day that the gerbils invaded uh, the Pan- Panama Pen- Peninsula um, William. from a uh, 
Pan Am 747 jet that they hijacked back in the 80s, and after they parachuted down, they started hitting people over their heads with frying pans, the gerbils. Oh, yeah, hey, guess who else is going to get hit over the head with a frying pan? Guess who else is going to get hit over the head with a frying pan? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Better run. Actually, I'm not the jealous type. I'm, I'm trying to play. How did I do? I hope you got your notebook ready because... Something tells me you're going to probably get a couple of other writing ideas in about three minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love oh. Niggerdoodle. There's no way in hell I could ever hit him. <laughs> I can't you know what country the gerbils come from, don't you? See, how can you hit, how can you hit yeah, this boy. guy? There's no <laughs> way to even But Nick, hey, I well, seriously, you you're... Yo. Yeah, I got a potential other guest, but he's not. He he was on Ghost Hunters. He's a ghost investigator on Mackinac Island. He's written a book called The Haunts of Mackinac. But the problem is he can't oh be on my. until fall. That's after they close down the, you know, tourism thing. Uh, keep keep us posted. Let's Same let's Todd roll Simon. out the Let's roll them out. Okay. Let's. Yeah, I, uh, the dancer, yes, I will take her as long as Nick does not sing you and me, baby ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> Nick, you're not allowed to hit on the get. Oh, uh, it's just a song. <laughs> it's just a song, little lady. Yeah. It's just I a song. Yeah. A just a song, okay. Yep. But, but it's Every a good song. channel. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Bloodhound Gang. Nope. I, I no. I love the is on fire. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the mother aunt burn. Burn. Mother. Oh, yeah. Burn. Oh, yeah. 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 That, was, that was back in the day. That was before I was born. Hello, yep. my name. Oh, man, now I gotta I gotta play Bloodhound Gang. And yeah. why am I here? Jerry Fogel. Well, Seriously, yeah, I said Jerry Fogel. Was he an actor? No, he's he's the subway guy. I don't think his name was Jerry. No, it's Jared. Jared, Jared, yeah. Jared Fogel. Yeah. yeah, you don't want him for a guest. No, we want we want our ratings to go up, not down, Francie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, Too many. He's, he's a kind of a the weirdo. The views expressed on this this show does not reflect those of accidentally saying Jared Fogel. Yeah. I think I think we're okay. Well, gang, I gotta split because I gotta get up real early tomorrow. So. Yeah, All right, it's been fun. You, Tom. Yeah, love you guys too. Good night, so. Tom. Congratulations yeah, good again. Night. All right. Good night, Tom. Good night. Bye. Good night. We love you. Nope, he's ready to left. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Sawyer has left the building. And I was going to say, and like that, 
He's gone. That that must really hurt to to have to split. I, I prefer to stay intact. I I, I do too, because I mean, you know, especially keeping the uh, you know mechanics and nature is still uh, intact is always a huge plus. So. Right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Find a new way. Huh? Well, I think Francie's watching YouTube videos. I got videos. something for you guys. Can you hear it? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh boy. Can you hear it? <laughs> yep. Sounds like a bunch of hamsters marching. It is. I have no rhythm. Uh oh. A Waffle House hash brown. Told you, Nick. They even sing it in a song. Now, do they sing about country fried steak? And X File. Get horny now. Get horny now. Oh. Uh, no. Bloodhound Gang. Wow. Best song. Best song. Wow. That was the song. Wow. That was the Wait. Now, now, here. Well, well Nick, here, I, I, I was about to say congratulations. I think you're going to have fun tonight. <laughs> I guess so. Or something. Oh. Yeah, oh. give or take. You oh. never know. That's true. That's very true. Well, so. is, we are sweating. We are. Oh, I'm outside, but I'm sweating. It's hot outside. <laughs> i got to go in where I can never. cool down some. All right. Yeah, I got to get back to Tom Sawyer's book so I could get that out in a minute here. But, yeah. Uh, uh, and I got to do that while I have gout. It's great to sit down. Yeah, but when I've got gout. When I've got gout in my leg, though, it's hard to, like, get close enough to my monitor because I have to keep my leg straight, whichever one it's affecting at the time. But, uh, well, yeah, good, but anyway. Good luck and feel better. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, it's just a question of when. <laughs> well, fingers crossed it'll be soon. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. Here, here's my favorite Bloodhound Gang song. We're going to close it out. I'm going to put it as close to the speaker as possible. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Love you, William. Good night. Hamster say too. woo. Yes, the hamster say woo. Watch out right. for the well, gerbils. Yeah, maybe up tomorrow. Okay. Gerbil, Bye. Careful, careful. Uh, Awesome. 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 Awesome.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. W Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.